Welcome to Couch Chats, your go-to podcast for raw and inspiring messages from myself and other female entrepreneurs all around business and mindset. I am your host, Jess Williamson, an award-winning business and mindset coach and a serial entrepreneur having scaled four successful businesses. My purpose is to help you unleash your unique superpowers and to build the life and business of your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. Today, I have my beautiful client, Ezareeve, joining me on the podcast. She is a trailblazer in the music industry. She has won awards. She is Australia's best music act in the wedding industry alongside her business partner, Riley, and they are just changing the landscape. She had so many no's along her journey, which she'll share, but she has defied all odds and decided to go all in on believing in herself to create not only huge wealth and income for herself, but now she is helping other musicians do the same through their business gig school, where they teach other musicians how to book gigs and actually make money. They also own champagne agency where they help other musicians book gigs through their agency and just smashing goals. So we are going to be chatting about her sales strategies on how she three times her goal for their recent gig school event. She was aiming for 10 people and ended up with over 30 people at the event, even when she hated sales, right? So we're going to go into sales strategies, mindset, and just sharing her inspirational journey on how she has created so much success in a world and an industry where you are constantly told no. So it has been an absolute joy working with as over the past year, she smashes goals. She takes everything that I share with her and she just implements it to the fullest. And it just makes me so, so proud to see the incredible results. So I knew that I had to get her on the podcast. We are going to jump into it right now. But if you are interested in doing some one-on-one coaching with me, applications are now open for the rest of the year. So send me a DM on Instagram at jess.williamson8. Otherwise, the link is in the show notes to apply. But let's get into today's episode because it is so juicy. There is so much goodness in here. Let's get started. I am so damn excited to have you on the podcast today. Yay! I am so excited because this is my favorite podcast. It's the only one I listen to. So I'm so honored to be on it. (laughs) It's a big deal. (laughs) And now you get to listen to yourself on your favorite podcast. So thanks for listening. (laughs) Such a dream. So obviously we've been working together for maybe it's like coming up to, I don't even know, 12 months. Yeah. About a year. 12 months working together and I am just like blown away at the ideas, the tenacity, like just smashing goals out of the park. You recently just like three times your goal and smashed it out of the park around your recent gig school event and so many incredible things that you're doing in the music industry. And I thought, let's get you on because I feel like so many people need what you're doing, not only in the music industry, but I think that you've been through some challenges or hurdles and things that I think 
all business owners can really relate to. So if people checked you out on Instagram over on your account as a Reeve or even gig school or champagne agency, they will just see like booked out gigs all the time, smashing it in the wedding industry. You're like the most in demand in WA. And recently you won the Australian Wedding Awards award for the best live entertainment. So you are literally the best in Australia. That is amazing. You're making a living off music and not just making a living to get by, you're making a killing (laughs) off getting to do your music. And it's oftentimes something that people think you can't make money from in the arts or, you know, they often have a separate job and all of this kind of thing. So you're killing it, obviously. You're making waves and now you're getting to teach others how to do that as well. But I know that hasn't always been the case. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey to becoming Australia's best (laughs) musician. Oh, thank you so much, Jess. That's so kind of you. Look, I have a really good business coach, okay? I just have to say that. (laughs) You have helped me so much. I mean, even that award I won, like I won that while I was working with you. So I just want to say that you have been a massive, massive part of my success. And um, I couldn't have done without you. I really mean that. That's why I'm still here. 12 months later, (laughs) I'm keeping you. (laughs) I sort of started out always loving music as a child. And I, I won my school talent show when I was 14. And I decided then like, right, that's it. I want to be a musician. I didn't come from the most like supportive family. So after I won that school talent show, I went to apply for another talent show at the local shopping center. My parents wouldn't take me to it. Like I remember my mom saying like, oh, she agreed to it. And then she's like, oh, I'm too busy. I'm I'm cooking dinner. I I can't take you. And I was like, but the talent show is expecting me and I, and I have to get there. And then I remember I called my dad and I was like, help mom won't take me to the talent show. And, and he was like, I'm sort of annoyed that he had to leave work to take me to this talent show. And I just felt like so, I guess, like sad at that point because I noticed all the other kids were there with their cheerleader parents, you know, like, yeah, my kid's in the talent show. And I was there by myself. I just got dropped off. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't win that talent show, but I just felt a little bit unsupported in my dream. Then it came to year 10. I knew I wanted to be a musician, but my school didn't offer ATAR music. I knew I had to go somewhere else because I had always been told, you know, you have to go to uni if you want to succeed in life. So I went to a specialist music school to audition and they basically said, look, your theory isn't up to scratch. Uh, You won't ever catch up to where our students are and you can't come here, basically. That just blows my mind still that there's people out there that tell people things aren't possible. And it just grinds my gears just in general, like (laughs) that people can put their own fears onto others. But yeah, it's such a, an awesome journey that you've had so far. Oh, thank you. Well, I I gave up after that. I was like, well, I want to be a musician. I don't have a plan B career. These people have told me I'm not good enough to go to their school. My school doesn't offer the ATAR program to get to uni to do music. I can't do it. I don't have a path. So I literally just flunked my exams and didn't do anything. I got married when I was 18 because there was this guy I liked since I was 12. (laughs) We're still married. You know, we've been together for 20 years now. And that was just a thing on my list. I was like, well, I can't be a musician, so I'll just get married and have kids because I do want to do that as well. You know, I don't waste time. (laughs) I know what I want to do when I do it. (laughs) And it wasn't till I was 24 with three kids that as a stay-at-home mum, 
that I heard about human trafficking and slavery at a jewellery party and the jewellery had been made by women who had been rescued from trafficking. And I was like, what the heck? How can there even be slavery in the world? This is the worst thing I've ever heard of. And I just became obsessed with it. I thought I have to help somehow. So I started writing songs about it. And I recorded the songs at a friend's house. It was a very amateur recording. And I was like, I just want to sell my songs and give the money to this charity that's helping these women. I was told by a Perth musician that my CD wasn't good. (laughs) And look, it wasn't. Like I didn't record to a click. You meant to record like to this click in the background so you stay in time. It was just whatever time I felt like playing. (laughs) It was really amateur. However, within four months of performing and selling my CD to whoever would listen, whoever would take one. I raised $10,000 for the charity. All the money that I made just went to the charity. And to to actually duplicate the CD in the first place, I just didn't have any money because I didn't have a job. I just did a bake sale and um, asked people to buy my cakes and stuff. (laughs) Anyway, then after I did the CD, people thought I was a musician because I, I did a sellout show at the Ellington Jazz Club to sell my CD And I had never even done a proper gig before. So I was really terrified. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? These women and children need me to do this. I just was like, I'm not doing it for myself. (laughs) I have to do it. So, yeah, and then after that, people thought I was a musician and I wasn't even very good. (laughs) I love how you just say people thought I was a musician, even though you clearly were and maybe you didn't feel like it yet. But I love that you know, you got told no so many times, but you then latched on to this vision that was like so much bigger than can I or can't I do it? It's just like, I have to do it and I have to make this possible because this cause means so much to me. And I love that so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I just became obsessed. I was like, I have to do it. (laughs) So yeah, I made my own path in a really unexpected way. I wasn't doing it like to become a musician, but after that, people started booking me for events and for weddings and and yeah that's kind of how my career started that is just huge and it's like a turn of events but it's like you were always meant to end up here and so I'd love to just talk about all of the no's along the journey because a lot of people especially in business these days or I'm seeing a lot of people online and it's like haven't hit my goals yet. And then they give up or they get told, no, that's not possible. Or you'll never make money off that. And then they give up and they take that as the truth. They take that as reality. And I love that you kind of had these no's, but still had this underlying desire and like burning fire inside of you. It's like when there's a will, there's a way. And you made that happen because raising 10K for charity is so amazing, but also the fact that you were able to make 10K basically as a business, as a musician with all of the no's, all of the people telling you you shouldn't do it, you're no good, and you did it anyway, that is a huge achievement. Like how many people and musicians or just anyone in business in general can go out there and say, hey, I made 10 grand. Like that is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. It it felt really good. And then I got hooked on it and I was like, I need to do it again. So then I made another CD and I think, yeah, the total to date, it's about 50,000 that was raised through my music for causes that I care about. And that just feels like, you know, really amazing. You know, all these, like you said, all the no's I got and it's like, well, it's not you saying no to me. You know, there's this cause that's important to me and 
you know, no is not an option. <laughs> like this need, money needs to be raised and I'm going to have to find a way to do it. And I have to say as well, like even my husband, I mean, he is the best man in the world and so supportive. But even at the start, he was a bit like, oh, are you really sure you want to be a musician? He's like, why don't you be a Jiffy food van girl, you know? <laughs> And I was like, I don't really want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a far cry from where you are now. So I'm glad you didn't take that. (laughs) I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I was like, it's just not my calling. I really want to be a musician. And he was like, you know, I don't really think that's really the right path for you. And I was like, no, it's the only one. (laughs) So there has never been like this sort of cheerleader squad around me at all, ever. (laughs) I've just been my own cheerleader. I've just always had this voice inside me that's like, you can do it. Keep going. Keep going. 100%. It's those sayings, you know, you've got to cheer for yourself even when no one's cheering. You've got to show up, you know, on TikTok until people watch and you've got to just do these things. But so often these days people want like instant results. But I honestly think that that mindset is what's really gotten you to where you are now, like selling out events, helping so many other people, like booking yourself out in incredible gigs. And it's just like, I believe in myself wholeheartedly and I'm going to find a way. I'm going to damn well find a way to make it happen. And I think those two things are almost the only two ingredients you need to succeed in business. But so many people are missing them and they jump straight into okay, what are all the crazy strategies I need? But it's like, if you have those two, anything can make it happen, really. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree. You really just need to be persistent and consistent and believe in yourself because then you'll never give up. And if you keep going, then of course things are going to grow and good things will come from it. So yeah, you just have to keep going. And look, it probably drives my husband crazy <laughs> being married to someone like this. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> so, you know, look, it can it can be a bad thing sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, when you apply yourself to like business goals and dreams and you just don't stop and you don't give up and you don't take no for an answer, then you really are unstoppable. So, so true. So obviously throughout that journey to getting to where you are now, what happened in the middle there? So. You went from getting all the no's, raising this amazing money for charity and fast forward to now you are smashing it. What happened in the middle there? Because I feel like sometimes in the middle, you know, once we start to get a little bit of that traction, that's where we have to commit even harder than ever because like, cool, I've had a bit of the taste of success and what that looks like. And then we can get discouraged if it doesn't continue on this like beautiful upward journey. So what kind of happened in the middle over those years? I um, asked Bobby Webster to sort of coach me and mentor me at the start when I wanted to do gigs, because I also found like when I wanted to be a musician, there wasn't really anybody to help me. Like people were really sort of secretive with their knowledge and there wasn't anyone like, Hey, this is how you do it. And let me help you. (laughs) It was like, you'll figure it out yourself. And this is my knowledge and I don't want to share it with you. And it was kind of a bit like that. So anyway, she helped me and um, helped me to get started, helped me with my first Ellington show where I raised the $10,000 through that, those sales. So that was really amazing to have her help to get me started. Actually, I would say I attribute so much of my success in my business to her as a coach and a mentor, even though it was sort of a bit more of a 
a casual, on a casual basis, like when I needed help, so much of my success comes from that. You know, when there's someone else who's walked the path before you, who's done it successfully, it just saves you so much time and heartache to just ask someone for their advice when they know what the best thing is to do. <laughs> and well, that's why I also have you, Jess, because you help me so much when I'm like, Jess, you, you know, my calls, Jess, what do I do? <laughs> Yeah, but you take you take the direction and you run with it as well. And you're like, you're open to saying, hey, I want to get there and I'm going to learn from someone who has. So for people that don't know who Bobby is, do you want to just let them know? Oh, yes. So Bobby, she founded the Perth Symphony Orchestra and she is amazing. She's won like the West Australian Year of the Award and all sorts of incredible things. Like she's just a superstar. That happened. I also, I I just tried to learn as much about business as I could because I didn't know anything. I hadn't been to uni. I didn't know anything. (laughs) So I I joined things like business station and try to get free advice. And this is the thing I did. Every bit of advice I got, I took action on it. So for example, I was terrified of performing in front of people. (laughs) How ridiculous considering the job. But Borby said to me, you know what you need to do? You need to go to your neighbor's houses and you need to ask them if you can sing for them. And I was like, but that's so weird. And she's like, you need to do that. And I, I did it. You know, I was like, well, she, she told me to do this. So I literally asked my neighbors, I know this is weird, but is it okay if I sing for you? You literally took something, you thought it was weird, but you did it anyway, because you trusted in the process. And like so many people would be like, that's weird. I'm not going to do that. And I'll just think about doing it (laughs) or, you know, I'll just sit at home and pretend I've got an audience. But I love that you do the uncomfortable things. And then even things when I sold out that first show, she's like, you sold this so well, you need to put on another show, you know, with ticket sales like this. And I was like, but I'm scared people won't buy my tickets. And so we ended up doing two shows because she told me to, so I just did it. (laughs) And I joined some business networking groups. I tried to be around as many people that I could that were like me, especially because I didn't have anyone in my circle that sort of supported me. I was a weird one, you know, the weird one that wants to do weird things. (laughs) So I tried to surround myself with people like me. And I found like, wow, look at these other amazing business women doing ambitious things, you know, creating their own brands of clothing and their own magazines. And I was like, you know, I can do this. So I think surrounding myself with other ambitious people to make myself not feel weird in my normal circle. I guess I had to be around those people as much as possible to encourage me to do what I wanted to do. So yeah, I would definitely encourage you if you don't have people in your circle that are cheering you on, you know, find the networking groups, join them, be around those people that are go-getters. They're my favorite kinds of people to be around. And I also, you know what, I started doing weddings for free as well because I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I just charged a small amount. I charged, you know, $200. And then when I got a bit more confident, I, I made it $500. And and now I don't do them for less than $1,000. So I just gradually increased my prices. And, and also I just did every gig. I did everything. Like even though I wasn't confident and I wasn't good and I'm not even exaggerating, I literally... There's this song, you know, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. It's two chords. It's the easiest song in the world and I couldn't play it in time. I just couldn't do it, but I I still did it. I was at a gig. I only charged $100 because I wasn't good and um, no one noticed. You know, I stuffed that song up and no one even noticed. So I just sort of made myself do the thing I was trying to get good at as much as possible and the money didn't matter. 
I was like, I just need to get good at this. And the way you get good at things is by doing them. And then things started to take off. When I started posting videos of myself, I was like, my youngest kid, I have four kids, uh, went to um, kindy and then to pre-primary. And I was like, wow, I am a free woman. I'm going to really, really go hard on this now. And I posted live videos of myself, which was, again, some advice I got every day on Facebook. It was terrifying because it's live and it's me singing. I'm like, what if I stuff up? People are going to see it. <laughs> but I would have to say that's when things started to really take off for me when I just was like, it doesn't matter what I what people think. If I post something online, I just, it doesn't matter. This is my dream and I'm going to do it. So I think posting those live videos, as terrifying as it was, it just got my name out there. So good. There are so many gold nuggets in there. So I hope everyone was taking notes because everything you said is so, so valuable. So I want to fast forward a little bit now and something that you've been sort of creating over the last year or couple of years is your champagne agency helping other artists, especially in Western Australia, get gigs through your network, through your business savvy, through, you know, everything that you've built and helping bring others up with you and also your newest project, Gig School, where you are teaching people exactly what you've done to get here and you just had your two-day Gig School event on the weekend after we've recorded this and you smashed it. I'd love to chat through how you came up with those ideas or what sparked that as well. Well, all the ideas that I come up with are because I noticed there's something missing. You know how people say, find a gap in the market. <laughs> but it's not even that I was looking for gaps in the market. They just came to my attention. So basically I joined forces with Riley Craig two years ago, post COVID, just sort of as that big, long 2020 COVID thing was happening in Perth. We joined forces and we posted a video online of us singing and we got booked for a wedding straight away. And so we thought, wow, this bride was either tossing up between him or myself. And then when she saw us do a video together, she just booked us instantly. We were like, oh, this is crazy. Like we weren't expecting that. And then when we posted more videos, all of my brides that I had booked, I was doing about 50 weddings a year, wanted to add Riley and all of his brides wanted to add me. So then all of a sudden it just became quite literally an instant success. Even though we'd both been doing our own thing for 10 years, as soon as we joined together, <laughs> I don't know if it's like the prince and princess thing, the Jasmine and Aladdin thing, I don't know, but people just lost their shit and were like, we want this at our wedding. <laughs> and that took off. And then we had so many bookings, like over a hundred a year that we couldn't do them all. Cause you can only be at one wedding at a time, obviously out of the overflow of, of our weddings, we said, well, we've got these Riley said, oh, I've been looking after venue rosters so that he always had a gig. So he had a few venues. He organized the musicians so he could always slot himself in and always have work. He said, I know these reliable musicians. We can book them out for the weddings instead of us and make an agency. And I was like, oh, how perfect. So that's what we did. But then when we started the agency, we had all these other musicians message us and say like, oh, how do I get gigs through you? And, and I want to join your agency. And, and some of them weren't really suited to us. They might've been more upbeat and more like pub singers or better at different things that we can't do. So I thought I still want to help these musicians. So 
then I started gig school, which is basically teaching musicians how to get gigs and where to get them from. So, you know, it's not like we're the only place you get gigs from. We just had too many weddings and give them to like wedding singers. And then with our two day event, we just had, we had a bunch of different agents. So we had like corporate agents and my favorite Bobby from Perth Symphony came along and BBC with, and Big Sky with their Mindsight gigs. And then we had some wedding agents off the wall who do weddings and complete DJ who also do weddings and venues. And so basically all these musicians could come meet these agents and hear from the agents, like what they're looking for. And it was just, oh my God, it was just the best thing ever. It was just like, I wish this existed when I was starting out. It was just like magic in the air. And these musicians were just like, wow, this is so great. These are the agents, you know, they're not big, scary people behind this website. They're just people. I can talk to them. And the agents were like, we're always looking for new talent. We just don't know where you are. You know, talented musicians are really hard to find. You don't promote yourselves. You don't have professional videos we can pass on to our clients. And it just connected the two worlds together. And, oh, my God, it was literally just the best thing ever. So incredible. And you had over 30 people at your two-day event, the first two-day event that you run. And so I'd love to chat a little bit about this for anyone listening, because obviously running the first event of any kind is going to be a little bit more challenging when people don't have the FOMO yet. They don't quite know what to expect, or maybe they're like, cool, but I can figure it out myself and I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, or maybe I'm busy and, you know, I might not come. So I'd love to chat through a little bit around the mindset of starting gig school and some of the mindset things that came up for you. And then also some things around getting people there because people have seen on social media that it was like a sellout. I think you had your goal of 10 people and you got over 30 people. You were messaging me every day and I was having like a little celebration. It was like 27, 29, 30, 34. And I was like, this is amazing. So I'd love to chat about that because you had a goal of 10 and um, you shared with me that Riley was sort of like, oh, cool. You know, can we get to 10? And when you started selling, people were saying no, and all of these things were coming up. So what mindset shifts did you have to make when you started getting all these no's? You were really anchored in the vision and you knew this was going to be an amazing event, but you were kind of also like, Jess, I hate sales (laughs) and um, (laughs) I don't want to do sales. (laughs) So share that with us because I think that is so relevant for so many people listening is that we have a big vision and sales is sometimes the hardest roadblock and it can feel yuck. It can feel sticky. And when people are saying, no, we can get deflated, but you pushed past that. You shifted through so much in like the shortest amount of time and it hit the numbers out of the ballpark. Oh, thank you. Honestly, it's your, your daily encouragement and support that really got me through that. I can't stress that enough. Jess, you really helped me. And um, yes, I really did message Jess every day about this (laughs) constantly. (laughs) Well, at first I was like, I know this is an important event. I know people need to go to this. It's going to be amazing. But as you said, it had never existed before. Like it's never existed that these agents have come together. In fact, some of them had never even met each other before. It was the first time they had even met ever. And so it's really hard to sort of market something that doesn't exist because people don't get it no matter how amazing it is. 
And even when the people did know it was amazing, they still came up with excuses for not to go. At first, I I thought, oh, you know, I'll just post this event and people will see how amazing it is from the flyer and they're just going to buy their tickets, right? No, it doesn't happen like that at all. (laughs) I found out. So after I posted the event and people were interested and I said, oh, you're going to come along. I had a lot of people say excuses like, oh, no, I can't make it. I'm working or, oh, no, I don't have any money right now. Or, oh, no, I'm not good enough to go to that. And I was really discouraged. And I was like, Jess, nobody's buying tickets. They're all too busy and not good enough to come. (laughs) And I remember uh, you actually saying to me that I needed to use their objections and understand their objections were really a sort of, there was like a deeper reason why they weren't coming and to speak and use that in my marketing. And I was like, I don't really get it, but okay. (laughs) I'll just do what you say. (laughs) So for people who maybe are listening to that and like, cool, I don't get it either. Can you explain what you kind of did with that? When I had somebody say to me, I can't come because I'm working. I said, this is your dream, right? To be a full-time musician and to do what you love. Like you need to take a day off work because, you know, this is a really rare opportunity that's going to connect you with agents and you get your promo done on the day. And I remember you said to me to outline the the benefits to the person when selling and the dream for them. I know it. And I, I knew it then. They want to do this full time. Like they want to do what I do. They just don't know how to get there. So I knew I was helping them and that sort of gave me the courage to sort of sell to them and basically combat their objections with the truth, which is, no, you want to do this. This is your dream and this is going to really help you to make it happen. It's really just coming from that place of serving because we know that sometimes people have fears or they think that, oh, shit, I can't take a day off my part-time job because you know, I need the money, but then they'll never have the money if they don't, you know, do these things. And so it was just incredible watching you sort of take that and then put that into your marketing. How did that feel once you sort of moved through that? And what were the mindset shifts? Because obviously taking action is one part of it, you know, having the conversations and using that in their marketing and sort of discussing that and getting to the root of what they deeply really desire and how you can help them. But obviously you've also got to get over your own mindset, which you did very quickly, your own mindset of like, oh, no one's buying. I might look silly if I keep pushing this and, you know, all those things that come come up. So how did you sort of move through those? Yeah, well, I was very discouraged, as you probably remember. <laughs> My voice notes, Jess, nobody's buying any tickets. <laughs> I guess I just had to realise, like, you know, like, I am really helping people. What I'm offering is literally going to change their life. They want this life. I live this life. It is possible for them. I need, basically, it's kind of like the same as the the CDs that I sold before. It's a cause bigger than myself. It's not like, I really want this money from these people. (laughs) And these tickets weren't cheap. They're like $300, you know, like it's a significant investment. And so I was, I've never even sold a ticket that expensive before. So I was also a bit nervous, but when I realized like, no, this is actually going to be changing their life and they really need this. It's, it's a much bigger cause than myself. And I just became, I guess, yeah, so passionate about it. And like, I need to do this. Once it started working, then I just got really excited and was like, I need to go to town on this. Like I literally, I think I sat in my bed for like a week 
just messaging people, like constantly keeping these conversations going, you know, I just got obsessed with it. And yeah, but it sort of happened really quickly then. Once I got the marketing right and was saying the right things in their language, then the ticket sales just sort of came in quickly and, and then it became so exciting. And I was like, I love this because I'm, I'm helping these people. They need this. It's going to change their life. They're going to get this promo that they've, this professional video to market themselves that they've never bothered to do before. Like it's just, they need to come to this. And um, so, yeah, I hope that answers the question. To pull a few pieces out of that, it's again, you had deep belief in what you do and how it can impact others. And you weren't just chasing the money and chasing it for your own vanity metrics. And, you know, you had that deeper purpose there, which was amazing. You also had the mindset that people are going to buy this. People need to be here. So I'm going to learn how to bloody sell. And I think one thing that you said to me that I think would be really relevant for a lot of people, Jess, I thought I was selling, but all I did was put up one post and I was getting annoyed because no one was buying because I thought I was selling. But then when you got it and you were on this roll and, you know, you also were like, Jess, I just made 12 grand from bed, (laughs) literally from bed. These things started rolling through. It's because you decided it was possible. You put your ego aside. It's like, it's not about you. It's not about how much money you make. It's not about you looking silly, you know, for messaging people or posting too much. It was just about the purpose and just about coming from a place of serving. You weren't holding a gun to people's head and saying, give me your money. (laughs) You know, you were saying like, let me show you how to make your dreams possible. And that is like the most powerful way you can sell and do business. And it's so, so awesome to see that you created that reality for yourself. Oh, thank you so much for all your help, honestly. And and also, I, you know, I did feel a bit pushy in the first instance. You know, I felt a bit weird doing it. But then once I realized, no, these people need to come to this, I have to do it, it was fine. And also they actually thanked me on the day. They said, thank you for pushing me to come to this. Thank you so much for not letting me (laughs) not come. I was like, well, I just believed in you so much. And it is true. There was people I was like, I believe in you. You can do this. You're good enough to do this. You should be booked out. Like you have to come to this. And they were so grateful to be pushed, you know, because they wouldn't have come otherwise. And there was even someone like from down South that came and I was like, no, you have to come to this event. It's really, really, really important. And it's your future. (laughs) And then on the day they were like, I did need to come to this. This was so good. I have to also give a shout out to your, the business for life uh, marketing module that I did from your course that really did help me a lot as well. Listening to that because the marketing was a massive part of it. It was the marketing. And then once I've done the marketing and then the sales, yeah, it was just, honestly, your teaching really helped me so much to do this. And even just how to how to set the event out and also the the coaching that I've started to offer, which we haven't really even mentioned. <laughs> yes. So now you're doing coaching to help these people in a deeper way ongoing in the music industry. So tell us about that. Look, basically, I just told them everything that I've done to get to where I am. And I said, you can do this. It's not rocket science. It's pretty much just persistence, being consistent <laughs> and do these things. Then I've said, but if you want to make it happen faster, 
then I'm happy to to coach you. And I I hadn't ever done a, a spiel like this before. And I know, Jess, you helped me so much sending me the voice notes of like, this is what you would say, but do it your way authentically. And here's some examples of how to get people to sign up. My biz partner, he was a bit worried. He was like, I don't know if anyone's going to sign up. <laughs> and I was like, no, what we're offering is so fantastic. Like if you think about it, we get paid a thousand bucks each now for a wedding. We're just asking them for like a thousand dollars a month to work closely with us, to learn these habits, to learn how to do it over three months. It's such a great investment. Like other people go to uni and don't learn this. So we can fast track their careers. And I really believed in it. I was like, no, it's amazing. I would do this. If I was a beginner wanting to learn this, I would do it. (laughs) So yeah, that was really, I was quite nervous about that because you're always nervous about things you haven't done before, but like I knew it was going to really help them. You know, I can really help them. I, I really believe that and it will change their lives and they will be able to do music full time and do what they love. And to be able to help people do what I do is just like so rewarding, you know, there's enough for everyone. And um, yeah, just so thank you so much, Jess, for helping me with that. Cause that was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but again, yeah, it just comes back to that belief. And, you know, we spoke through some of the sales strategies and all of this, and it really just comes from that place of serving and being able to change people's lives. And the best thing is you get paid to do work that literally lights you up. I think you said, you know, Riley was sharing with you and you guys were chatting about how awesome it gets to feel to just do this work and do what you love, but also get paid doing it. Because I think a lot of people also, you know, in the helping industry, basically, if we call it the helping industry, you really want to help people. And Some people get stuck around the money mindset of that around, oh, but I'm helping people so I can't charge them or, oh, I really want this person to come to the event so I'll just let them come for free and I'll sort it out later, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'll figure it out. But, you know, you have believed in it so much that what's $300 in the scheme of it? Like you said, they can book one gig (laughs) and make a thousand bucks back. Oh, well, yeah, it's so, it's so rewarding now to be able to make a living doing what I love. Um, yeah, it's literally a dream come true. It's it's just so amazing. And I had we had six people sign up to say they were interested in the coaching. And I was like, oh my God, that is incredible. And you know, so many of those people wouldn't have even been there if I hadn't, you know, been persistent with the sales and the marketing for this event. And now it's really going to change their lives. And I can't wait to see the transformations. It's like so exciting. Oh, well, you'll have to keep us updated with all of the success stories because obviously the event was just on the weekend, just a day or two ago. So they haven't even got to start implementing fully yet and really seeing the results, but cannot wait to hear what happens off the back of that. So obviously you're helping people make huge, huge waves, huge impact in the music industry. And Obviously, like we touched on before, people think that you can't necessarily make money from music or the arts or just make money doing what you love every day. I've even had people, you know, in the advertising industry or in the marketing industry and all sorts of places drop into my DMs or clients of mine and say, someone told me I can't make money off this. Someone told me I can't scale a business like this. And I believe that 
anything is possible. You've got to first believe that it is possible to make it possible. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey and the wealth that you've been able to create in the most amazing, joyful way doing what you love. Yes, I'd love to. Well, I remember in um, one of our last one-on-one sessions, you told me to go to zero and look at my profit and loss and compare it to a previous year. And I've never done that before. (laughs) So I was like, where's the profit and loss bit on zero? Found it. And um, we made $12,000 profit. Uh, So that's two years ago. And then I did it recently and it was like, it was at about 75,000 profit. And um, we also just recently just bought a car with cash from the business bank account and like way too many dresses that is a bit embarrassing of how many how much money I spent on those (laughs) plus heaps of new gear like like we've spent so much money it would definitely be Riley thinks it might be like up to 150k (laughs) like like in total if you include the profit we made plus all the stuff that we spent on new gear and assets and guitars and dresses (laughs) and stuff so yeah it's been really incredible. And also, you know, I've been able to pay for my kids' private school fees, pay my bills. It's been amazing. We have been able to make a living off this. I mean, Riley's even, we've we've sorted it out so and organized it now so that we're on a wage and he's going to be applying for a house loan. So I just want to say you can make money from music. So many people tell you that you can't. And I guess that's why it's not prioritized in schools because there is this belief that, oh, that's just not a thing that makes you money. It's not STEM. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's only true if you believe that. And if you believe you can, then that's true. And I guess a word for parents out there, you know, if you have a child who says like, I want to be a musician, <laughs> your heart may sink, but I just want you to know that it is possible to make money from it. And now, you know, like for example, my November Saturdays next year, they're already booked out. And I just booked the last one out for a thousand dollars and I'm singing for three hours at a wedding, you know, like it's pretty freaking great. And then all the weddings that I, I can't do now, I've got my agency. So I'll get a cut from that. There's going to be so many people asking, can you sing at my wedding in November next year? And I'll be like, no, but this person can. And then I'm helping a musician. I'm making a cut from that. The bride gets an amazing musician. It's just such a win-win for everyone. So So, yes, it's possible to make money from whatever you want to make money from. Just such an inspiring story. And I think that is the best note to kind of close this off on. And just back to the start of, you know, this conversation where you had all those no's, you didn't have the support, you had all of the things, you had three kids, like all of these things that people see as good excuses or good reasons to not go after their goals, not go after their dreams or not believe it's possible for them. But you just got to rewrite your entire story and create so much success, not just for yourself, but so many other people as well. And this is still literally just the beginning, but the impact you're having already just blows me away. And I'm just so excited to see what is next. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jess. Honestly, you're the the best business coach and this is my favourite podcast, the only one I listen to. (laughs) So you have helped me immensely. You're just such a a wealth of knowledge and you just always know the right thing to say. It doesn't matter what problem I have. I'll be like, Jess will know what to do. (laughs) And you just always do. So thank you so much for your guidance. Oh, you are an absolute dream client to work with. 
But if anyone knows any musicians that need to get into gig school or anyone that's having a wedding or like needs some of your magic in their life, where can they find you? Yes. Well, I'm on Instagram. You can find me on my personal Instagram, Ezra Reeve, or there's Champagne Wedding Duo for weddings, Champagne Agency for booking other musicians, and there's Gig School. And I've recently just joined TikTok, so that's the next thing I'm I'm learning. Gig School is on TikTok as well, or there's the website, champagneduo.com.au. Yes, so much. We're going to put all of the links in the show notes as well. Thank you for just being so open and sharing your journey with everyone today. And I'm sure we'll be chatting probably in five minutes once we hang up, (laughs) once we finish up this podcast. It's been so much fun just getting to hang out and share your story and journey with, with everyone today. And if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you screenshot it share it to Instagram stories, tag myself and Ezra Eve on Instagram because we'd love to hear what you think. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I will speak to you soon.